own what matters. Live from Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard. Hey, welcome on in. It's another edition of the Coaches Show uh, as we get you ready for another week of Utah State basketball. Look back on uh, a, a slate of games in which Utah State flat out dominated uh, with wins against New Mexico in lovely Lubbock, Texas. 77-45 in game number one, then 82-46 in game number two and help break it all down. Eric Peterson, assistant coach under Craig Smith. And, Coach, good to chat with you. How are you? Yeah, I haven't seen you for a while. I know, right? <laughs> not good to be here. It's not like we haven't been on the road for the last two weeks. A long time. Yeah. It no, feels like. Uh, what is it like? Well, I mean, what normally, and I talked to Coach a little bit about this, but normally you, you, you come in the day before the game, usually in the afternoon. Uh, the next day you play a game, and then either you charter out that night or you've got a 6 a.m. flight the next morning. And you're in and out, and that's it. Here, you're when you're in a city, you're there for four days. What's that been like? Yeah, it's been different. Um, you know, probably a little bit harder as a player, I would guess. But, um, you know, we get there. Usually we shoot around the night before. And then it's, you know, the, the day of the game is our game day usually, right? Yeah. We, we shoot around at their facility, pregame meal, we play. And then it gets weird. You know, like that night, uh, we don't really do anything with our guys after the game. Um, the next day, we just try to keep them – active and just doing stuff throughout the day so they're just not laying around the hotel so that's been a little bit different we we typically just show some clips from the game um, the night before and talk about some adjustments and then walk through anything new that they put in uh, but the weirdest part is probably when you play them the second time yeah. and you're sitting on the bench and we're all wearing the same jersey colors as two nights ago and it's just like man we were just here so that's been that's been the weirdest part but honestly with our team um, just keeping them focused. If you win the first game, um, you know, keeping them focused for the second game. And obviously we haven't done it yet, but if you lose the first game, you know, getting them locked in and ready yeah. and some adjustments made for the second game. So um, it's been different, but uh, from a coaching standpoint, it's been it's been good. From a preparation standpoint, i got to imagine in particular a team like Air Force, you probably want to play them two times in a row so guys don't lose kind of the principles and all that stuff. They're, it's still fresh in their mind. Can that apply to every other team you play? Yeah, Air Force definitely with the Princeton offense. Um, last year we played it, I think, within two weeks, so it was still fresh. Our first year we played them early. And yeah. We didn't play them for a long time, so just reteaching some of that stuff. Air Force is a huge advantage to do that. Um, the rest of those guys, um, you know, everybody runs different stuff, so it's it's probably a little bit different for every single team. But I think we do a good job. Um, we're very scout-based. And I think our guys are really, by the time we play them the second time, they're really, really locked into the game. So that's really helped us. Uh, overall, 6-0 and to start the conference. And we'll talk more about this New Mexico set uh, overall. But, I mean, you can't ask for a better start to a conference season. Than yeah, this. we've had a great start. Obviously, to start the year, it was a little bit different, right? Yeah. Um, typically, you play an exhibition, you scrimmage. Um, you have some games leading up to some of the tough games. And our schedule is a little bit different this year. We played some tough teams right out of the gate. Um, so we just didn't have a lot of time to play young guys and develop them and develop some chemistry with our team. So now that we're actually playing games and kind of getting into a routine, it's been nice to see our bench kind of develop and um, some guys play well off the bench, especially against New Mexico. Well, and, and across the board, I mean, you go down the list and some of these guys that probably wouldn't see a lot of time have seen some minutes and because of the uh, margin of victory in some of these games. Yeah, I thought, I thought um, this past week, our bench was great. I mean, not just the guys that came into the game, but just the energy on our bench. Um, it's funny because, you know, Coach Wells was at the game. Yeah. Um, because it was in Lubbock. And one thing he said right after the game is just 
he couldn't believe how into it our bench was and just the culture that uh, we've kind of developed with that. Like everybody's up and cheering, bringing energy, you know, and then guys like Steven Ashworth get in the game and bring instant energy. Uh, I thought Sean Bear still played really well. Um, Trevin Dorius gave us some really good minutes and then where, where did Fon Fonz right there? Right there. Uh, Fonz yep. came in and gave us a huge spark as well. So um, it's good to get those guys going. We need those guys um, the deeper we get into conference play because there are some tight turnarounds. You got San Diego State. Uh, we have a, we don't even have a day off. Well, we'll practice right away. Colorado State. So we have two days. We play Colorado State, and then we go. I think one day off, and we travel to UNLV. So once we get going a little bit here, um, those guys are going to be crucial to our success. You know, it's interesting too when you look at. Um, how similar those two games were. But in reality, game one against New Mexico, I mean, they jump out to, I think, an 11-5 lead, and you can tell the athleticism they have on their team. And then you pull away throughout the first half and then uh, put the clamps down the second half. Second game, you guys, I mean, that was that first half of basketball was as good of a half of basketball as you guys have had all year. Yeah, that was fun. I think the, the difference is it's hard to replicate their press, their length, their athleticism during practice. Yeah. So when you start the game, even against Air Force, too, it's hard to replicate the Princeton. So we had a couple rough starts where they scored some points or we didn't get off to a great start. But once we got adjusted to their length and athleticism and their press, especially the second night, um, we didn't turn the ball over much against their press. I, I did a good job. In fact, I mean, I know you had in that first game, in the start of the second half, you had a few turnovers, but I can't remember a lot of turnovers that came as a direct result of the yeah, press. Yeah, there weren't many. It was more we got the ball in the half court, um, and we have been sharing the ball really, really well, and it was almost like we were overpassing yeah, a little bit too bring much. That up. Um, so that's kind of where our turnovers came from. We're just being careless, you know. Uh, you're up a few points, and maybe um, a guy's got too long of a run, and they're just maybe a little bit tired, and they just make a careless turnover. But overall, I thought we did a great job with their press, but part of it was we adjusted to it quickly. A lot to get to on the program. In fact, Alfonso Anderson is going to join us in our third segment. Women's basketball coach Kayla Ard will join us in our final segment at around 640. So a lot to get to, including uh, a new record holder for most blocked shots in Utah State history. We'll talk about Coach Peterson's thought on that. Coming up next, you're listening to Aggie Basketball on the Coaches Show from Learfield IMG College. Welcome on back. We're live here at Old Chicago, your home for the Coaches Show. Also, big thanks to everyone who's hanging out on the Facebook page uh, as Utah State uh, gets set for two games coming up this week against San Diego State. The Aztecs rolling into town, renewing uh, one of the great rivalries in the Mountain West Conference, a rematch of the last two Mountain West Conference championship games. And I don't think we need to remind anybody how those games have turned out. Uh, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about Namiya Keita uh, and 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 his progression during his tenure here at Utah State. If you add up all the games that he's played, considering the injuries last year and the short season this year, he's probably played maybe two full seasons. Yeah. And to own the record for most blocked shots in Utah State history, that, I mean, that's just a remarkable achievement. Yeah, that's, that's really impressive, especially just the short amount of time that he's done it in. And I've been fortunate enough where I've seen Nimi play from over in Portugal yeah. to where he is now. And he's always been very talented, like always. And, I mean, if you would have watched the first workout that he did when he got on campus at Utah State, you would have been like, okay, wow, we got some work to do. But how, how quickly he picked up stuff and just got better, yeah. uh, I mean, it would blow your mind. It seemed, you know, workout one to like two weeks later, I mean, he looked like an impact player in the Mountain West. And um, I'll give Nimi a lot of credit. He could have gone home with everything going on last spring, and he stayed here, and he just wanted to get stronger 
Um, he wanted his knee to get stronger, and he just wanted to get better. And you can really tell that he has. I mean, he's just more confident this year. He's moving a lot better. And uh, so much of that stuff is just timing. Like, it's, yeah. you don't, I, we don't teach, you know, how to block a shot during skill development or anything like that. It's just a, he has a really good feel. Um, you know, when he first came, we talked about, Naomi, you don't have to try to block every shot. Your, your block shots are going to come from your teammates just walling guys up and then you coming over from the weak side and helping um, with those drives. And he's really picked up on that stuff. And, man, what a great accomplishment in such a short time. And how much has he rubbed off on Trevin Dorius? Because, I mean, that dude's blocking some shots too. <laughs> he's come a long ways too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is just Trevin getting reps. I thought thought he played – he was playing well last year, and then Nimi came back and kind of took a lot of those reps, yeah. especially at practice too. But Nimi's been just really, really – when he's out at practice, he's really good at just – talking to the younger guys even shimon um just coaching those guys up and just becoming a better leader where his first year you know especially his first year sam was kind of the leader and yeah. last year he's developed some leadership and this year he's he's one of our leaders you know what i mean so it's been great to see him coach some people up uh you've got a san diego state team rolling in uh how have they i mean you still got matt mitchell you still got uh seiko you've still got uh uh, Mensa, who you didn't see a lot last year, he got the uh, the lung infection or yeah, something like that, yep. and uh, and so you didn't see him a lot. But he's come on and he's been a, a force for this team. How is this team similar, and I guess how are they different from last year's squad? Well, similar, they're an elite defensive team. Um, I think we're the number one team in the conference defensively as far as field goal percentage and scoring defense, and they're right behind us. Um, they've always been very very good defensively and we always say wherever wherever we've been we were at south dakota before we came here is you know the usually the best defensive teams in the league have a chance to win the league yeah and that's typically how it is in most leagues so um they're very good defensively i think mensa brings another dimension that they didn't have last year wetzel was a very good player uh but mensa is one of the elite rim protectors in our league and you know they returned three starters plus him so they're very experienced. Um, they brought in a couple transfers that are, are playing well for them. Um, I would say another similarity is they're, they're very good from the three-point line. Like they can really, really shoot it, and that'll be one of our keys. Um, different, you know, both of us lose two very good guards. We lost Sam Merrill, and they lost Malachi Flynn. Yep. And both those guys are in the NBA. So it's next man up, and there's, you know, talent on both teams. So um, it'll be a fun matchup for us. You know, the other thing, too, is, you know, you, you look at some of the supporting guys, um, Fagan may not be in the NBA, but he was a really good perimeter defender. Abel Porter was, you know, a really good guard for you as well. So a lot of the supporting cast has been lost from both teams. Yeah, and, and Fagan is the guy that people forget about. I think he was kind of the X factor on that team where he made everybody around him better. He was the best defender. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so we're, we're both different as far as personality. If you look at kind of the sum – this, the stuff we're running, it's very similar. Both yeah. teams are. Um, they're switching five a little bit more defensively this year, which we didn't see last year. Um, so Mensa's guarding some perimeter players. But um, they're a very good rebounding team. They're a very good passing team. They shoot the ball really well, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the conference. So we'll have our work cut out for us. You know, one of the things I wanted to get your thoughts on, too, is you've got a couple of young guards in, in Wooster and Ashworth who play above their age a little bit. And, and you'll still see some freshman mistakes here and there. But for the most part, against the press, against New Mexico, against Air Force and their offense, uh, it seems like they're they're kind of they're still a calming influence out there. Yeah, the those, those two have been fun to watch and just watch them develop. Um, you know, when Stephen got here off his mission, he played a little bit of basketball, yeah. but not a ton. And I would say his biggest thing was just getting better defensively, and he's kind of figured that out. In Raleigh, um, you know, right from high school, Montana Player of the Year. Um, 
he was a very good defender. So Steven's kind of caught up in that way. But watching those two guys, I think the biggest thing with freshmen that can handle that is if they have a high IQ. And both of them have a high, high basketball IQ and really understand the game. Where is the trap coming from? Where's the pass I'm going to make? If this, is, if this is not open, what's the next read? And both those guys can make those plays, which has been really, really impressive so far. Um, Steven's obviously been shooting the ball well. Raleigh's yep. been kind of up and down. But um, both are just a little bit different and kind of play well together, too, when well, they're on the floor. And Ashworth gets a little bit of swagger out there, too. He's got some swagger I mean, from his shoes. To <laughs> his he's got hair. teed up once. Yeah. You know? uh, well, with the flopping. And yeah. those were debatable. No. Um, you know, watching Steven play, that's when you watched him in high school, that's what he had. He just had some swagger to him. Um, we watched him play against Montverde Academy, one of the best prep schools in the country. You know, and he has, what does he have, like 30 points in the second half against yep. the best high school team. And you're just like, man, this dude, he's, he competes and he's just got it. You know, and that's interesting, too, because he committed to the previous staff. And, and so, you know, when you get into the tape, you realize, okay, it's, it's a couple of years before we have to realize, you know, until he's going to come back. But it probably didn't take long for you guys to realize, yeah, this is a guy we really want to be a part of our program. Yeah, we watched film on him right away when we got the job. And I know Craig went down and met with him and his family several times. Uh, Coach Hansen stayed in touch with him. Uh, all of our staff stayed in touch with him on his mission. And you could just tell when he came up the first time, you know, the, the spring before he left for his mission, you just loved everything about him, his approach. He's a winner. Like, he talked about winning. He didn't talk about individual stuff. He just wanted to come here and make an impact. So, and, and that's what he's doing right now, whether, you know, he's not starting. He's coming yeah. off the bench and making a major impact for our team and getting better every game, too. And there's been some moments where you play him and Wooster out on the court together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that, you know, in that series against New Mexico. Yeah, and that's that's one of the deals. It's going to be fun to have those guys for four years yeah. and see where they're at now compared to two years from now or even when they're a senior. Um, and then also, too, when you look at chemistry of a team, because you had such a dominating force in that locker room with Sam and, and he's no longer gone, it still feels like the chemistry on this team is really at a high level because probably guys realize that, you know, if you're Alfonso or if you're Kata, they've got to fill that void. It seems like they've done so. Yeah, we've had some guys step up and just, you know, one thing we try to do is just recruit really good people yeah. in our program. And a lot of the times it takes care of itself when you recruit good people and high achievers, um, it, it, you know, from Sam and Abel and Diogo and Roche, it just kind of passes it along yeah. to the next guys. And they know how we operate as a program. And they've done a tremendous job just lifting our younger guys up and coaching them up at every single practice. And, um, you know, it's been fun to watch that way, too. Is it hard to identify that when you're recruiting a kid? <sighs> That's a tough question. That's you identify it by doing a lot of research. It'd yeah. be easy just to say, watch a kid play and say, he's got it. Yeah. Where you're talking, like when I go to Texas to recruit or wherever, like in Texas, you have to check in at the front desk and you have to give them your ID and they print off a sticker so you can wear it in the school to go to the gym. And the first thing I do when I go there is I ask the person, it's usually a secretary, like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yes. Well, tell me about him. And usually, like, when you're working your way back to the gym, you can just kind of keep asking people. You know, like, if I'm lost, I'll ask the student, like, hey, where's the gym? And they'll say, hey, it's up there, take a left, uh, two hallways down. Hey, do you know this kid? Yeah, what's he like? You know, so you just yeah. kind of, the more research you do on somebody. And they'll be the, willing to give you the dirt. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, you ask everybody questions about that person, and you figure out real fast who they are. So it's never perfect, but usually you can sort through that stuff, but it takes a lot of work, too. I would imagine. So. I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, it certainly wouldn't be easy. All right, so when you get San Diego State, is there something? Is there a little bit extra juice in the building when you play a team like that? I, I think so. I mean, just the it, what have we? It's been three to three to three in the series the yeah. last two years. 
and you play them twice in the Mountain West Championship game in Las Vegas. So there's extra juice. Like we always talk about rivalries, and it's we always say it's not much of a rivalry unless you do your job to compete yeah. with that. So it's become a better rivalry, and um, we're at home as well. And I don't think we played very well last year at our place, and I think that's in the back of our guys' mind a little bit too. So, um, But just the opportunity to play a good team like them, um, we know that there's going to be good teams in our league. And, uh, you know, we always say, how do you win the conference championship? One game at a time. And I think our guys are really focused on that first game. Well, and, and I know that this is a team that takes a lot of pride in, 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 in who they are and what they can accomplish. And, and you realize there's a lot of buzz out there about this team winning six in a row all by a large margin. And I think, and I was talking to uh, a member of the team, and he said, hey, you know what? Looking forward to next week where we can really, really make a statement as to who we are as a team. Yeah, we'll find we'll find out where we're at pretty quickly. You know, you have San Diego State, then you play Colorado State after that. Yeah. UNLV is very talented, and you just go down the line. So now we're getting kind of into the meat and potatoes of the season. We're going to find out real fast. But, I mean, when you look at everything, like the wins are great, but we always say we want to be the best defensive team in the conference, yeah. and we are right now. We need to keep that going. Um, we, need, we want to be the best rebounding team in the conference, and we are right now. And then, you know, one of the surprising things, which is not surprising, but just that it's the, the chemistry happens so quickly, is we're number one in assists as well. So yeah. we're really sharing the ball. And I think that's the difference between maybe that first weekend in Sioux Falls versus now is we're, we have better chemistry and we're playing better together and we're really sharing the basketball. Because I was, I was looking at some stats from last year, and after that trip from South Dakota, you guys were averaging like 11, 12 assists a game. And I looked and I'm like, wow, they're averaging like almost 17 assists a game last year. I don't know if they're going to get to that number. And boom, you're almost there. Yeah, and part of it was I think maybe early on we focused so much on scout stuff, like just yeah. running the other team stuff, where at, at one point we just flipped it and said, we're going to work on ourselves and get better, and that's going to help us more in that game. And we just started doing more just motion building, working on setting screens and reversing the ball and touching the post and all that stuff, and it's really made our offense better. And it feels like – Justin Beans kind of figured out his role in things and where I don't know if there was some struggles early in the year but it seems like he's really settled in and figured out who he is on this team yeah we need Justin to 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 be good for us and be consistent for us and I don't think he played super well the first night against New Mexico and he kind of knew that in the back of his yeah. mind and he just you know you saw that look in his eyes like I'm gonna play better and so we got to get some consistency out of Justin, and obviously you watch him play. He always plays hard. Yeah. He, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, and I think Justin has got a lot better offensively. You know, he started off the season. He wasn't making many shots on the perimeter. Um, I forget what was what game was it, Air Force, where he hit a couple shots. Yeah. I, I'm not sure which one it is. They all kind of well, – when you play a team back-to-back, they kind of blend in yeah. together. I think he started out 0 of 9 from 3, and then he hit 2 in a game, and it seemed like, yeah. okay, that kind of opened the He up. saw the ball go in, and now he's a threat from the perimeter. Now he's putting the ball on the floor. So he's playing much better, and we need him to, to get to where we want to go. Uh, overall, keys to playing San Diego State. What do you need to see out there? Yeah, number one, we have to defend the three-point line because Schlackel, Mitchell, and some of those other guys can really, really shoot it. I mean, I think almost half their shots in league are from three. So we got to defend the three-point line. Um, you just really got to slow down their guards, and that that starts in conversion defense, like getting back on defense. Yeah. I thought the second half at their place last year, we weren't very good in conversion, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, we've got to be great on the boards as usual. I, mean, I think we can dominate the glass. Um, and then we just got to really guard the ball, um, be tight with our post defense, and then they're going to set some ball screens, and we've got to be able to guard them. So, there you go. Simple, right? Other than that, <laughs> should be a walk in the park. <laughs>
Coach, appreciate it. Thanks for yeah, coming down here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Eric Always Peterson, uh, member of the uh, coaching staff at Utah State. Aggies get set for two games coming up against the Aztecs. Remember on Saturday, it's now an 11.30 game, not an 11 a.m. game. So uh, some early morning basketball for Utah State. We'll talk to Alfonso Anderson coming up next from Learfield IMG College. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the uh, Craig Smith Coaches Show. Big thanks to Eric Peterson hanging out with us as uh, we continue to talk Utah State basketball. Coming off back-to-back uh, -back wins against New Mexico and overall winners of eight in a row, going all the way back to that win in early December against the College of Idaho. But joining us now, one of our favorite people on the planet, Alfonso Anderson, who's uh, had a key role in uh, both those wins against new mexico and uh well what's how you doing man you doing well yeah i'm doing good uh thanks for having me on the show oh dude we're excited to chat with you all right so let's talk a little bit about uh you mentioned after the first game um keeping your confidence up keeping uh your mindset right and it certainly paid off for you in those two games against new mexico just talk about the process and making sure that you were good to go for those games uh it just started in uh practice uh just just working hard every day uh Going into, going into those games, I was like, just don't worry about it. Don't think about nothing. Just go out there and play. I've been playing my whole life, so I know how to play. I just got to go out there and do it. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, too, it didn't seem like you forced anything. Everything just kind of came to you, and then once you got that confidence, boy, it was end one after end <laughs> one there, especially in that first game. Yeah, uh, yeah. just you, you see it go through a few times. That always is a good feeling, and shots start feeling a little better at that point. So. Yeah, well, and you can certainly tell that, too, because uh, – I, and the one thing I've really enjoyed watching this team, and I'm not around you guys as much as I normally am because of the, the travel restrictions and things, but it seems like this is a really good chemistry. There's really good chemistry on this team. Yeah. Uh, we, like, a lot of the guys hang out a lot. Like, we'll go play, like, just at that, just earlier today, we were playing Taboo in, in the house and, like, yeah. just playing board games and video games and stuff like that. Like, we, we all like to hang out with each other and text each other a lot and stuff, so. You excited to be uh, home after those two weeks? Yeah, that was the road. These road trips are a little different going instead of yeah. flying home after the game. So, the four days in a hotel, like it's cool at first, but it's definitely, definitely cool to be at home. Well, I gotta imagine that day where you. I mean, I'm sure they you have some film and and practice, but that day you have completely off to yourself. That's got to be kind of boring. I gotta imagine. It actually goes by kind of quick. Okay. Um, you know, we, we have our little team meals and, and prep and everything like that. And, uh, I mean, like I said, we all hang out together. We'll go to each other's rooms, and by the end of the day, you know it's nine ten o'clock and time to wind down. So. Do you, uh, anybody bring, like, a, uh, a video game system? Or? Yeah, uh, I bring my Xbox usually if you guys bring their PlayStation. So what's the, uh, what's the game of choice? FIFA? Uh, that is most of the team's uh, – that is most of the team's game of choice. Yeah. Most of the foreigners, but I don't I – don't, I'm not good at it. 2K? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got the new Xbox, so Coach Petey had made, made me – or not didn't make me, but suggested I should mention that. <laughs> well, I think that's important. And uh, and it's probably good to – you know, as much as 
you know, we kind of joke about the video games, probably good for a little team morale. Or yeah. I don't know, maybe it hurts team morale sometimes. <laughs> nah, we're competitive, but it's all it's all friendly. We do talk a little trash, but it's all good. I can't imagine anybody talking trash on this. <laughs> uh, going going down the list though, uh, this is a this is a different team, uh, a little bit of a different makeup, but it still has the the things that have made Utah State so good. You guys are great defensively. You share the ball really well. You run your stuff, and it seems like you get good looks. And it's just. That's just, I guess, who Utah State is because it seems like from last year to this year, you guys are still doing the same things very well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think early on um, we didn't share it as much. I think, and that's that's a lot with chemistry. We had a whole bunch of new guys on the court. Yeah. But I think as of late, like we really like are starting to trust each other and and not make not look for ourselves, make make plays for others. I mean, when you make plays for others, when it comes to making plays for yourselves, it's easy because it's only you only have to beat your defender and then you see what you yeah. got. So. I think just the more we play together, I think the better we're going to get. How cool was it seeing Nimi get that record? Yeah, that was that's crazy. Like, and to think that he only did it in like two and a half years, or maybe two even because of of his lack of playing last yeah. year. So that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, you you filled in a lot for him last year when he was out with the injury, and then making the transition to playing either with him or uh, coming off the bench a little bit. How has that been for you? Uh, it it was it was cool. I had to I had to find like how because it was the the role kind of changed just yeah off of just situations and stuff. So it was a little different to get used to. But um, I mean, it's it makes it a lot easier defensively for sure because you know you know you have that backside help if you do make a mistake, and it allows you to be more aggressive defensively too. Because now I can bother the ball a little bit more and okay, I get beat, but no, I don't want to get beat. But you know, you have Nimi on the backside. That's People don't even people don't even look at the rim sometimes when they go in there. I mean, there's a there was a lot of times, and in fact, this New Mexico game, I saw it several times. Guys would get into the into the <laughs> lane and then look up and then dribble out of the lane. They, they want no part of that. Yeah, their eyes get real big. Like it, we see it in practice. Like it actually helps us as a, as a team to finish around length because if you could score around the basket with Nimi blocking shots, then there's not a lot of other guys that that's going to give you a hard time. One thing that doesn't show up in a stat sheet, but I think you guys are really good at, are deflections. Yeah. Um, and and I think that forcing the steals and forcing the turnovers, is that just from length and athleticism and then also being in the right place at the right time? I, that's a lot of it, just being in the right spots. Um, we, we, we grind that every day, um, shell drill. It sounds it sounds crazy. Like, you do it since you're a little kid or whatever. But, yeah. like, being in those gaps and, and helping each other out, and it, it just makes it so much easier. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your background. Uh, I know that there were some people that thought, wait a minute, uh, he and Malachi Flynn talk a lot to each other, you know, before <laughs> yeah. and after games. But you guys knew each other very well. Yeah. Uh, we, shoot, we we played on the same AAU team in second grade. Um, wow. And, like, we've, I've been, we've been really good friends since then. Um, in the summers, we always work out together. Uh, I, I call him a lot. He's just kind of cool seeing his journey in the NBA right now. So, uh, but, yeah, that's my guy. And then, and then I'm curious to know, because I know he's coaching your high school now, I was a huge Brandon Roy fan <laughs> yeah. when he came out and took the league by, by storm, and unfortunately uh, injuries cut his career short. But did you play for Brandon at all, or was that after you'd left? So he did. He was really involved with the team. Uh, coach Ed Haskins was the coach, uh, the head coach. Uh, but Brandon was always around. He would do our summer league stuff. And this is up in Seattle area, right? Yeah. yeah. He would do our summer league stuff and, um, and like, Basically, he's always around. He came to every game, yeah. um, working guys out, being able to work out with any NBA player alone, especially when you're that at that age. But 
NBA All-Star and one of the best two guards that was in the league at that time. It was it was crazy to see just the different tools he, he helped me with. And that, I got to imagine, some of that stuff rubs off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I watched him play one time, and I was just picking his brain. And, like, this is like an open gym type thing. Yeah. And he's not moving how he used to, but he's still just dominating other NBA guys, like uh, other guys from Seattle. So it, it was it was crazy to see how, how skilled he was. And now he's coaching your alma mater. Yeah. And they're winning all kinds of games up there. <laughs> yeah, they, he had – He's undefeated. He's well, not undefeated, like win-wise. But yeah. every time he, every every season he's coached, he's won a national champ or he's won a championship, state championship. That's so. that's incredible, and that's some pretty good competition up there too. It, yeah. All right. So talk about San Diego State. Uh, what do you need? And, and you don't need to go. I think Coach Peterson's still around here somewhere, so we gotta be careful. But <laughs> uh, you don't need to go into game plan or anything like that. But what are some of the things you guys need to do well against against the Aztecs? You know, uh, it's really a lot of what we've been doing as of late. Um, just just sharing the ball, um, playing hard defensively, uh, and attacking the glass. Like we, I think we do a really good job of, of, of playing defense, which help, and then finishing possessions with rebounding. So as long as we can continue that, and um, I mean the best the best defensive team is going to win that game, really, because yeah. both of us can score, both of us are very talented. So really, whoever comes in and locks up that night is going to be. Do you, are you excited to play a two-game set with them, or would you rather play one and then play another one later on? Oh, I'm I'm down for whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, the two-game set's gonna be cool because whatever happens that first game, like now you're really gonna have to bring it the second. Like whether you win or you lose, like both teams are gonna make adjustments. So you just gotta have a good feel for it and and go out there and compete two days in a row. What's it been like for you as a player um, playing uh, you know a schedule like this? Because you're right, you would. You know, in the six games you guys have played, you won game one pretty easily, and then you go on to win game two. But there's a lot of pressure there because you know that other team's not happy about what <laughs> you just did. And the last two opponents, you did it in their venue too. Yeah, for sure. It's it's important to come out, like especially if you win by a large margin, like coming out that second game with fire. Like, because it's easy, oh, I beat this team by yeah. this much, and we can, we're going to beat them again. But, like, if you let that team hang around, now now you're in some trouble. You guys can make shots, and now they start feeling themselves. Now that la- they don't even remember the last game, they just remember the last five minutes. So, coming out strong is is especially like at the beginning of games, end of ha- or end of halves, beginning of halves. That's big when these series because you don't like energy, energy. There's yeah. no energy, so you yeah. create your own energy. Well, and 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 I know we need to wrap up here, but uh, I was talking to Coach Matt Wells, and I know he went in your locker room and talked to you guys a little bit, but. He said, you know, when there's no fans in the stands, you have to create your own juice. Yeah. And the fact that you guys have been able to do that on the sidelines with your teammates, whether you're on the court or off the court, everybody's jumping up and down. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody get more excited than when Statsny hit the three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you guys erupted on the sideline. Yeah. That's, that, that's just part of the culture of who this team is, right? It, it really shows, like, how, like, like it's not just basketball. Like we really, we really care about each other. Like off the court as well. We, um, like I said, we we spend a lot of time together with basketball. But you know, it's important to have a, a, another relationship because when it's all business, sometimes those relationships aren't. Like it's no. it's hard to develop chemistry. But when when you have good chemistry and you actually are like enjoy other people's success, it it makes it makes you more successful. Well, go get a couple more, man. This has been fun. <laughs> no doubt. Appreciate it. There you go. Alfonso Anderson, kind enough to join us here on the uh, Aggie Coaches Show, getting you ready for Utah State and San Diego State. We'll switch gears, talk some women's basketball with head coach Kayla Ard next on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Larry
All right, welcome on back to the Coaches Show as we continue to get you ready for another week of uh, college basketball. Utah State women's team has had to uh, sit out the last week. Uh, their games against New Mexico have been postponed, and then uh, the game, uh, a series before that against Air Force, uh, after a 78-73 loss, uh, a game was postponed, and then you had a couple games against Air Force uh, with 70-66 to wins as well as 61-65 to victory as well. But Kayla Ard, head coach, first-year head coach at Utah State, kind enough to join us. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, I feel special being in your presence right here after this uh, big award that no, came out. Congratulations. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, there's nothing special here. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, what it's like on this kind of roller coaster you guys are on in terms of trying to get some cohesiveness, trying to get some reps out there on the court, and then having, you know, problems playing games because of the COVID. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting year. Um, I keep trying to tell our players, our staff, um, everybody, like, we're we're lucky. You know, we're lucky. We got 16 healthy players. Um, not very many teams can say that. We went through practice today with 16 players out there, which is crazy, right? Um, yeah. A lot of teams got kids opting out, um, got kids sitting out for COVID reasons, whatever. So um, we're lucky for that. We, we've got to play more games than some. Uh, I was disappointed the San Jose State game got canceled, our second one, and then of course, the series with New Mexico got canceled. It's it's interesting. You know, you sit there and you prepare. As the coaching staff, we watch all this film. Um, we get on the court. We got our kids going through reps, you know, guarding them, guarding the scout team and stuff. And then, like, bam, you're not playing. Yeah. So then you immediately start trying to move on to the next series. Um, so it, it's just a really interesting year, you know. But, uh, again, we're just we're grateful to be healthy. Um, you know, we haven't had anybody severely sick on our team coaching or or players so we're just grateful for that and like I said we've we've gotten to play a lot more games than, than some people so it's frustrating but we're happy we're happy just be able to play and, and be out there and practice every day I know it's hard to think about this now but year two years from now we, is there opportunities to look back and say okay we, we we got stronger because of that we learned some things because of that yeah I think so you know um it's Anytime you're on the court, you can get better. Anytime you're out there, you're preparing. So even though we were preparing for New Mexico, I still think we were working on ourselves. Yeah. Um, hey, what can we do better? How can we attack this ball screen better? Or um, how can we go against this type of defense better? So I think you, you're you getting better regardless, um, even though we're preparing for the other team and we don't get to play the other team. Um, I think we, get, you know, we'll look back. And, and as much time as we're getting to spend on the court um, – practice-wise, has got to yeah. be good, right? So so in the years coming, you know, we're going to practice a lot more than some people. So so I think so. I think every every experience is a learning experience. We're just trying to tackle it that way. So when it, when a series gets canceled and it's the other team that are dealing with issues, do you try to simulate games? Do you try to scrimmage? or I mean, what do you try to do to try to still simu stimulate com a competition there? Yeah, we're trying to do a lot of stuff in practice. You know, we, we had six days – um, to prepare, so we're really fortunate for that. Honestly, I got to give the kids a couple of days off. I know they were uh, very grateful for that. So, um, you know, everybody got the weekend off. That's very rare in the middle of your season um, to have Saturday and Sunday off, whether it's for your coaching staff or your players. That was very, very rare. So yeah. we needed some rest. Um, we were a little banged up injury-wise, and, and so we needed that. Uh, also, we got to spend a couple of days just working on us and what yeah. we do instead of guarding the other team, you know. So before we started preparing for – San Diego State, we worked on Utah State for a couple of days and what we needed to get better at and what we needed to do better offensively and defensively. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's just an interesting time, man. It's, it's just such an interesting time. And just one day at a time. We're just going one day at a time right now, seeing what happens. Well, and that's probably, I mean, again, if we're going to go glass half full for a first-year head coach with a new team, 
that's probably a bit advantageous to be able to work on yourselves a bit. Yeah, I'm never going to complain about extra practice that we get in. Uh, that's Your players sure. might. Right? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Like I said, I gave them those two days off. They got those two days off. That was enough. Let's talk about what, what's the transition been like for you, though? It's been good. You know, it's um, – uh, I talk about this all the time, but I don't have children, but I talk about people that, that are about to have their first child, and you can prepare, you can do all this stuff, and you think you're ready, and then you get in it, and something happens, and um, you kind of have to learn it as you go. So I, uh, I think I prepared the best I could um, to, to take over, and, and this is an amazing opportunity. Um, Utah State's an amazing place, and um, but of course things happen. You know, something happens, hey, I've never dealt with this before. I, I've got... The support staff is amazing, um, whether it's our academic guy or you know, like Riley Jensen's our uh, – he's helping with our mental. You know I've known Riley forever. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's been great. He actually just met with our team today. He's been really great because some of those things slip through the cracks, yeah, right? You yeah. know, you, you're sitting here, you're trying to work on all these things, especially as a first-time head coach. I'm like, I'm so focused on what's going on on the court. I'm so focused on this. So having our academic guy and, and you know, them really following up on academics or, or having Riley working on their, their um, mental health and making sure we're strong in that area – those things are so important. Um, you know, things that are going on in the training room are important. Our administration is, has been really, really good to me. They, they know that. They know I'm a first-time head coach. Um, so they've been really great with me and, and just super supportive. And then obviously my staff and the team. The team has been amazing. Um, you know, there's no ego here. I'll do whatever it takes to, to win a game or make us better. And the players know that. So I'm constantly asking them for their feedback and um, so the transition's been – it's been really awesome. Um, it is a weird time, obviously, taking over in COVID. But, you know, even with that, just being able to have fans at our games, um, you know, we've, we've had we've had a lot of people show up at our games, and yeah. especially in the middle of COVID. It's just been really surprising and, and really nice. The community's been amazing to me um, since I got here, just open arms. I, constantly people – I go places, everybody knows who I am. They want to talk to me, our staff, our players, everything. So it's – it's really nice. There seems to be a really good buzz around women's basketball, and, and from what I understand, that hasn't been the case in the past. So I'm just really grateful for the whole thing. But the, the fans in the community have been so, so great to me. Well, and it's got to be nice to know that once uh, we get through this COVID nonsense, that place is going to be rocking for you. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely exciting. I'd be interested to see how many fans we would have if it was open yeah. um, for full attendance and, and uh, you know, people just weren't afraid to get out of the community. Not just afraid, but – you know, it's frustrating. Go to a game, you got to keep your mask on the whole game. Yeah. And, you know, it's just frustrating times. So I understand, but but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what we can do when it's when it's a normal year. Well, let's talk about uh, two or three of the uh, players that have really jumped out at you that have really started to take ownership and the bought in and, and and have been really integral for you at the start of the season. Yeah, I would start with Jess Chapman. Um, you know, grad transfer for us. She she's been very very consistent for us. Um, she didn't have a great series against Air Force. Um, but just consistent, you know, she consistently either gets or is very close to getting a double-double. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she can score in the paint. She can knock down the three. She's a post player for us. She's very mature. She's an older um, young lady, and she's just – she's been through this. You know, she started out at BYU and then went to Southern Utah and then graduated from there and came here. So um, she's been a godsend for me, honestly. She's a coach out on the floor. Uh, I just – no problems from her. I never have to beg her for anything, ask her for effort. Um She's just great. She's been really, really great. And then she's produced on the floor, so I'm really happy with her, obviously. Um, Bree Matthews is a, a junior college transfer that uh, that came to us, and um, she played her freshman year at New Mexico, so she was familiar with the um, the Mountain West already. And she's, she's really starting to find her stride. I mean, she is a very, very dominant player. Um, so we were just working on getting her in shape, but she's she's really good. She's really good. The fans, the fans like to watch her. She's that – 
Jess is more of the even kill, like like real silent double double type kid, and then um, Bree comes in and it's ooh and ah, and you know. Yeah. So so I hear a lot of stuff from her from the fans, um, you know, that are watching the game. So been really pleased with her. And then you know the funny thing is is I could go through so many different kids because one night it's this kid's night, you know, against Air Force, um, another junior college transfer, Mo Pruitt. She she really stepped up. She had like 17 points for us, um, did great things. And then the next night it was Faith Brantley, our our point guard. I mean, so it's, it's different kids. Emmy gets really hot from the three. So I think that makes it difficult for teams to scout us. You know, I don't even know what we're going to get, so I know they don't know what we're going to get. So I think that's <laughs> it's been it's been fun um, seeing who steps up on different nights. Well, I, I saw you tweet out, the video of, of, of one of your players hitting the game winner. And, and, and I love the, the caption where you said, hey, she's put in so much time and so much work. She's earned this and she deserves this. And I got to imagine as a coach, that's really got to be, uh, you really got to love it when that hard work and that determination, that buy-in pays off in having those kind of moments. Yeah, that, that kid, Faith is, she's our point guard. She's been through a ton. You know, um, last year a lot of people backed off of her and she wouldn't shoot the three. And um, I don't know if she had the freedom to shoot or not. I'm not sure, but you know, she wasn't a three-point shooter. People would literally back off of her, not guard around the three-point line. And she spent a ton of time this summer. She's been extremely ball in since we got here. Um, great kid, brings it every single day. I never have any problems from her, works her butt off. And we run a play that was not the shot we wanted. Um, that was a backup, backup, backup shot. Um, and it goes to the corner, and, and she pulls the trigger and shoots the three. And she was actually 0 for 8 before she shot it wow. in that game. She was 0 for 8 that game before she shot that and uh and she knocked a three down and and it sealed the game for us and those moments that kid deserved that she deserved to have that that moment and and when she was coming to the huddle I was just like wow you get her confidence is off the charts and I love that she was 0 for 8 and she wasn't scared to take that shot so um yeah she did deserve that moment I, I I love things happen like that for good people that that put in the work all right so you got a couple game uh set against San Diego State uh we talked about the men's team earlier in the show. What do you see out of the women's team? You know, they uh, they were picked fourth preseason polls. Um, I think the great thing about this conference, any night anybody's beatable. Obviously, that's been shown, um, you know, but they're a good team. You know, they're athletic. Uh, Stacy Terry is a friend of mine, the coach there. She's been there for a long time. Um, she's a good coach. And uh, a little different style of basketball. It'll be very different than what we played against with Air Force. And, uh, you know, we um we match up with them fine. I'm I'm okay with that part. Uh, I think that we have to take advantage of what we try to do so much, which is push the pace offensively. And we I don't think we've done that very well. Um, I'm an offensive-minded coach, and we yeah. haven't jumped on that bandwagon quite as much as I wanted us to yet. It's actually been our defense has been winning some games for us. So um, that's been that's been a good surprise for us. But um, you know they're a good team. Like I said, they were picked fourth in the conference. We were picked 11. So I feel like we go in there, we got nothing to lose. And and um, you know I told our kids today, there's no part of me that doesn't think that we're going to win that game, both of those games. So um, let's keep it going. You know we're coming off of two wins, and and let's get on a streak. Let's get it rolling here. So um, I'm confident. You know we're we're working to prepare them, and I think they'll be ready. They're locked in, and they want to. They want to keep this thing going. They got a little taste of winning now, so hopefully we can keep it rolling that direction. Well, it is a business trip, but four days in San Diego never sucks. I'm not going to be upset about that weather over there, that's for sure. No, not at all. <laughs> Coach, thanks for coming by. We really appreciate it. Good luck the rest all of the right, way. All right, man. Thanks again.
Kayla Ard, the head coach of the Utah State women's team. That wraps up for us. Uh, big thanks, everyone, who joined us. Eric Peterson as well as Alfonso Anderson. And remember, uh, women's uh, basketball team in action January 14th and January 16th. On the men's side, two games against San Diego State, again on the 14th and then on the 16th. That game went from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. So you still have two big games coming up there as well. Great week of, uh, of college hoops with Utah State. Big thanks to everyone here at Old Chicago. Remember, we'll be back here next week. Come by, enjoy the food, enjoy the beverages, and uh, we'll talk some Aggie hoops coming up next week on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.